This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sullen Radio. This is Joe Swanson. I'm hanging out with uh, Sonny today at the uh, Muse Inc. Festival down here in Southern California. Um, let's talk about your beginning of tattooing. You mentioned to me before we jumped on here, um, you didn't think you were going to be tattooing. How, how did that how did that come to be then you end up tattooing your works phenomenal um what was that development like for you i mean i had just been doing a bunch of odd jobs i had moved back to arizona after i graduated from school i went to the ccad columbus college of fine art and design and uh i'd just been doing a bunch of odd jobs and started tattooing on my own actually mm. and uh just opportunity presented itself my manager said i had somebody that was working in a shop interested if you wanted to work there hmm. I said sure I just never looked back I took it and just ran with it so yeah. what was it like going from being self-taught and, and tattooing probably by yourself to being surrounded by a bunch of other guys in a, in a shop um, some real struggles you know you obviously they're way better than you to start off you have no formal training they've apprenticed obviously so you got to kind of just learn from them what you can pick up from yeah. there it's just trial and error yeah what was the uh, what, what do you think the biggest thing was when you got into the shop? What was the biggest thing that that helped push you and that made the difference in your art developing? I think just being around other artists. Like when you're when you're a fine artist, you tend to spend time alone or with a few separate artists. When you're tattooing, there's eight nine guys around you all the time, so they pretty much push you. You see what they're doing, that pushes you. And then obviously as you grow bigger into a scene like this, there's thousands of us that are amazing. And then there's some elite level artists. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of the, the goal is just keep pushing my art to get better and better and better. I really don't like try to rate myself next to other people. I just do what I do. And What do you think it's going to take to get your art to that next level? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take. I, I try to push myself and be my hardest critic. So... Um, I think just time, time in the seat, really. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys have 10, 15 plus years. It's hard to be good, like, right off the bat. So yeah. I think just time in the seat. Mm -hmm. Is there a particular style or, or uh, of tattooing that you've felt like you've resonated with? And, and I definitely stick to more towards realism. I really do like that. It's, it's a tough challenge to get something that's, like, spot on. It's really hard. Um, but I try to still do every realm of art. I don't really stick to the one style. But as far as my tattooing goes, I'm definitely more into realism. Black and gray, color? Uh, either way. Yeah. Whatever anybody wants. Like, I really find a challenge in both of them. Color is hard because you're layering. Black and gray is just as much layering. So yeah. um, it's tough either way. But whatever the client wants. Mm -hmm. You know what? I've, I've been talking to more and more people um, about being diverse as an artist. And, you know, there's the... the couple different I talked about it before there's a couple different ways people are handling things now they're being exclusive to a style or they're trying to develop that high level yes. work in multiple styles and some mixing those styles and things like that and I both I think both ways are viable you know we're in a dynamic and, and ever-changing industry so um, do you do you find that uh, there's a particular subject matter or stuff that you dig doing and and how did you come to that idea of i want to be well-rounded in, in a bunch of different areas I, I think that just goes back to my formal training 
Um, I don't really have a style, like I said, that I stick to, but on the formal training, I, I studied so many wide ranges of art from uh, pottery to um, glass to um, bronze sculpture to painting. So like I've been around so many different things and they make you be good at all of them. So I think that's kind of helped me dibble and dabble into the, the tattoo scene of yeah. what I wanted to actually create. Cool. Cool. Um, well, and you're you're using Neotap machines. Yeah, yeah. What I use uh, Neotap machines and Prima ink. Nice. What What do you like about that particular machine or, or the yeah. rotary versus the coil? Um, I started out using coils, and I and I do like coils. There's a, a place that will never be lost with coils. Yeah. But what made me go to the rotary was there's just no. Um, there's no there's no variables yeah i've taken all the variables out with that machine basically i can just do my work and so when you can just sit down and do the piece which can take anywhere from six to ten hours mm -hmm. you need something that's going to sit and be reliable and not have to mess with yeah you know take an hour break sometimes now if you have a really good quality machine you shouldn't have to do that but you do need to tune the coil so right um and keep it in tune with the rotaries that i use with neotats there's just no adjusting them I pretty much put them on there, and I run cartridge setups. I'll run a regular setup. I mean, yeah. Do you like the cartridge? I love system? them. I love them. What I really like is Neotats are pretty much linear motion. There's very little give, if any. So actually, when you use the cartridges, there's a slight give now because there's a spring in them. Huh. So that really uh, improves your flow and blends and gradations. So I love. That's them. interesting. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about that particular. You know that it actually softens things up to a certain degree yes. just because you're using uh, a cartridge a cartridge so uh, that's kind of cool man um, the, the, the thing i uh, the challenge with the cartridge is sometimes the the edge is a little bit thicker than the normal standard um, tube and grip setup mm. so you kind of have to that's a challenge for you uh, while you're doing you can't always see what you're doing so you have to right. know where it's at so when you use the cartridge you just have to be a little bit more aware more uh, precise when you're applicating right uh, have there been any um, negatives to it that you can see or, or other than maybe that particular thing, just having to pay a little bit more attention? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just you just have to pay a little bit more attention. It's usually only on like uh, the bigger mags. They just have a wider edge. So yeah. anything else, it's pretty standard. Yeah. Talk about your early, your art, early art training. <laughs> How important was that to what you're doing now? Well, I think it uh, allowed me to evolve where others couldn't where they came in and struggled, like learning how to do application, I pretty much came in with an understanding of how to applicate on many different, um, we'll say canvases, even though sculpture has no canvas, but um, you start learning how to do different applications. So I think that helps in tattooing because there's so many different applications. Every person you work on is different as far as application. So you have to be able to adjust. You have to be able to be diverse a little bit. So I think that's really, really helped me uh, push forward where others couldn't sometimes it can take a long time to to get good at this yeah some never even get good <laughs> so to to be a fine artist i think it's easier to make a jump because you're used to things you have an under, uh, understanding of color and composition composition and, dynamics yeah. you know all these things that come into it so mm -hmm. i think that really helped me yeah yeah it, you and know, you're starting to see that in this industry like everybody's a fine artist that's elite Yes. They all have a background. You might not even realize that they have a background, and they still do. And then a lot of people are still self-taught. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's really a mix, you know, these days. There's so many people in the industry. It is a mix. And I and I don't necessarily think it's a, a necessity that you have to have that formal background. I don't have that, but um, I also think that you should seek that knowledge out 
you know, seek out how to paint, seek out how to Here's where sketch. I sit on it. I think the people that have had the training that just went after it like I did, it does benefit you. Yes. To the others like yourself that you're saying like you don't have that, I think that's, you could have gone into it that way because I've learned so much by trial and error anyway, just in art. So like you're doing that yourself, you're being around these artists, it just pushes you, but you have to have the inner drive to want that. Yeah. Like you said, you have to want to go get that education. And I think everybody should, however you can get that, whether it's, you know, taking seminars from people or, you know, just some general study or whatever. I mean, those things, those theory concepts are so important. Mm -hmm. and, you know, even the guys on the elite level are taking seminars. Yes. They're, they're giving seminars, but they're also taking, taking them. them. You know, Pooch talked about, uh, Pooch from Artistic Element, um, he talks about uh, going to seminars every time he goes to a convention that has that's offering them, you know. Yes. And he's taken this seminar three times. He's taken this guy's seminar four times, you know. And he's on that constant hustle for learn, you know, for knowledge yeah. and for um, something new that he might get from it's, it. It's that he a little extra apply. edge, yeah. you know. If you can grab that extra edge, then it helps your and pushes your work. Yeah. Yeah. So I, anything like that, I mean, there's like I, like you said, he's taken the seminar three times. I mean, there's just information that's being lost in translation. So mm -hmm. the more you can get that, the better you understand. Right. And sometimes it takes a little reinforcement mm -hmm. or you happen to just like that. And, you know, that's really influencing your work at the moment. So yeah. maybe that's why, he, you know, he chose to do that. Yeah. Well, cool, Sonny. Tell, tell people where they can get a hold of you. If they wanted to uh, check out your work, get tattooed by you, um, what's the best way people can, can do that? Uh, they can just see my Instagram. It's uh, my name, Sonny Francoeur, on Instagram. Uh, spelling of the last name is F-R-A-N-C-O-E-U-R. Nice. So some people have a problem with that. Yeah, and Sonny is S-O-N-N-Y. <laughs> Thank <right>? you. Yes. <laughs> you'll have people, you'll have some guy named Sonny with a, with a U out there. Yep. <laughs> Um, well, cool, man. Thank you so much for sitting down hey, with me. I appreciate it. Me. I really appreciate um, it. Like I, like I say, at the end of all these, uh, you can find me on Instagram at OG Joe Swanson. Sullen Radio on Instagram is at Sullen Radio. Uh, you can always stop by the website and check it out, SullenRadio.com. Um, working on trying to get that thing updated as, as uh, soon as I can. So um, bear with me. But you can always find stuff on any updates on shows, travel, and that kind of stuff is, is on the Instagram. So... Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Sonny, thank you for coming and sitting hey, down with me. It's a pleasure.